0: he should be here by now, and it was like five o'clock, and then it was like six o'clock, and then it was like seven, and I was like, what the heck is going on? And he didn't call or anything. I got a knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. I answer, hello, it's the police. Show up at my door, and I'm like, oh my God, he's dead, right? Cause like, what else do you think? I'm a dramatic, over the top Italian girl who was like 25 at the time. I was like, well, my boyfriend's dead, and the cops are here to tell me about him. Hey everybody, it's Teresa. Welcome to Exaggerated. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Exaggerated. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, It's the last episode of the summer. Guys, like, it's this. It it was just Labor Day weekend, and it's done. Summer's done. Um, There were no good sales. I got nothing on sale. Isn't Labor Day supposed to be all the good? like shopping anything I wanted was excluded from the sale I guess because I'm trendy anything like that's cool was like excluded from the sale Anyway, uh, I'm super excited for this episode. I'm really excited to sit down with you guys, have coffee with you. Let's have a little chat chat. I hope you guys had a great long weekend. Um, we did. We, we had a great time. Um, we took my baby child out to a friend's place in the country, and she was able to play with like grass and chickens and dogs, and it was beautiful. Um, and now we're back in the city just relaxing. Um, so it's great. Uh, we're ready to just gear up for the fall, you know? Like, I feel like this week I'm going to make my nails dark burgundy or black. And start ordering hot coffee when I'm out And it's going to be the fall And that is female culture Women's culture is Oh, the temperature dropped 10 degrees And was there a little bit of a chill in the air? A rustling of some leaves? Let me paint my nails Dark purple, burgundy, OPI, Lincoln Park after dark And have a cozy time Because it's Christmas now it's Christmas, Mahana Kwanzaa And it's already The year's finished I feel like this time of year As soon as it hits fall You like see the first pumpkin And then the next thing you know We're like happy new year Happy 2024 Welcome So that's exciting uh, I'm going to talk about A really old movie from 1999 That I watched this weekend What else we got going on We're going to do the Ick and Love of the Week Of course um, And oh I'm going to tell you guys About a body bag yeah, I'm telling you guys about my body bag story. I was thinking about it because it was, I don't know how many years ago now, but I got like a note, I got a calendar reminder that it was the body bag story anniversary. No, i um, it must have been Labor Day weekend, like, oh God, I guess like six, seven years ago now. I was living on the Upper West Side and um, my husband was coming home from work on the friday of like labor day and i was like oh we're gonna have a long weekend it's great blah, blah blah and i was already home i don't know i don't remember why so um we were living on the upper west side in this little tiny apartment on the first floor and it i think i was like expecting my husband home a couple hours early he wasn't my husband at the time he was my boyfriend too this is 150 years ago um and so he was my boyfriend at the time and um I I think I was like, because it was a long weekend, I was like, oh, he'll probably be out a couple hours early, whatever. So I remember being like, where is he, where is he? Like, he should be here by now. And it was like five o'clock and then it was like six o'clock and then it was like seven. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And he didn't call or anything. And like, I don't even remember why he was actually late in the end, but it was like, no big deal, something happened. But uh, I got a knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. I answer, hello, it's the police, guys the policeman like hi i'm a policeman you're arrested ah cops and robbers the police show up at my door and i'm like oh my god he's dead right because like what else do you think i'm a dramatic over-the-top italian girl who was like 25 at the time i was like well my boyfriend's dead and the cops are here to tell me about it So the cops go, and I remember our apartment was on the first floor and it was A, like apartment A. And then the next floor up was apartment 1A. So they knock on the door and they go, is this apartment A? And I was like, yeah, officer, is this it? Did you find out that one time when I was 17 and I forgot to take the paper towels out from under the grocery cart at the store? Did you find out? Did you finally find me? Did you find out that when I was 13, I took a lip gloss from a Walmart? Did you find out? No. So they said, is this apartment A? And I said, yes, it is. And they were like, oh, is, is everything okay? We're doing a wellness check. I don't even think I knew what a wellness check was. I was like, what? A wellness check for what? And then they asked, I think they said the guy's name. And I was like, oh, do you mean 1A? And I'm still heart palpitations here okay actually though in in this sort of like scary scenario where you're automatically like put onto alert i actually am super rational and i calm right down so you might think knowing me from listening to this podcast for a while you might be like oh there's no way she didn't start crying hysterically and running up and down the stairs not at all that my life is chaos but when things like actually happen and need to kind of get done i'm actually like a lot of people's go-to for like calm um smart like you know uh steady planning in a crisis so to speak so and that's kind of how my dad is too my dad is very like good in a crisis so anyway i digress um so the they i was like oh you mean 1a like that's upstairs so i'm still like heart palpitations but i'm starting to calm down and they're like yeah we're really sorry about that sorry about that so I'm like, oh, my God. So now I'm like frantically calling my boyfriend at the time, who's not my husband. And he's like, oh, sorry, got caught up. I, he Maybe he went out with somebody. Maybe I forget why. But he was like, oh, my God, no, no, I'm coming now. I'm coming out. Like, we went out for a drink as a group, whatever. That would be a normal thing. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. No worries. Like, see you soon. The cops were just here. Like, what's going on? Then I'm hearing the walking around upstairs. Now, we had been kind of saying... We haven't really seen that guy we haven't really seen that guy but when you this guy wasn't really there a lot like he would he would be in the hamptons he would be here he would be there and so he was like a 50 something year old guy and when you saw him he was like beat right in the face sweating so stressed out like stressed to the absolute max and we only thought about this in hindsight, it's not like in the moment we were like, oh, the cops are here, it's probably the guy upstairs had a massive heart attack from his stress level, his head just popped off and exploded. No, we definitely didn't think that at the time, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I spoke to my husband, my boyfriend, I'm, you know, whatever, like, make sure he's okay. And then, I'm hearing commotion, and I'm hearing, walking around upstairs, and I'm like, oh, maybe he just, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really put two and two together. All of a sudden, I hear them in the hallway again, and I'm like, let me make sure everything's okay and like see what's going on. Don't I open the door? And the cops are carrying out a body bag. And, uh, is that, should I, I should put a trigger warning on this episode because I had never seen a body bag other than on television, and it was a body bag with a body in it. And I was like, uh, and come to find out, the guy upstairs, died and his friend was looking for him and he wasn't married um i don't know if he had any kids or anything but he wasn't married at the time he was living by himself and apparently his friend was looking for him and finally i guess you know you you know your friends know like oh maybe they you don't hear from him a couple days he's busy maybe he's whatever like but no he he was 100 dead and i so what made me think of this story is we have we've been talking about apartments we're talking about buying an apartment moving all that stuff and I was like, oh, my God, remember that apartment? And remember when the cops were like on Labor Day weekend? They were like, there's A and there's 1A. And it never mattered. It didn't matter that it was 1A really on the second floor and 2A probably is on the third floor and 3A. So you're buying 3A. You're on the the fourth floor. So if you think you're in that apartment building getting a third floor walk up, this is a brownstone when we were first first dating and everything was a walk up so if you think your 3a apartment is on the third floor no siree no siree bob and tom it is not it's on the fourth floor and the cops learned that day they learned that they had the wrong address and that guy's life was over and i realized that this is kind of seems like it's a story that maybe wasn't necessary to say to you and now I don't know. Maybe I'll erase it. But I don't think I will because I just remember being like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And I think let's find the lesson here. You never know what you don't know. And I didn't know what a body bag looked like. I didn't even know. I thought they were just kind of for TV. Like, I was like, oh, certainly they don't take people out of places in body bags. Nope, they sure do. They sure do. So anyway, that was the trauma from that apartment. I feel like in New York City everybody has their like apartment stories. Like if you don't have cockroaches, you have rats. If you don't have rats, you got the neighbors dying upstairs and getting dragged out in body bags. If you don't have the body bags, you got a a wet spot on your ceiling and it's fallen down or the landlord paints over all the outlets so you every time you stick in the plug it sparks. I mean, it's like one you live in New York City you you experience some ish and you you just kind of roll with it. We just kind of like what it was really I remember that evening. We were just kind of very like, uh, let's just go out and have some dinner. Like we didn't want to be in the apartment because it just felt a little like kind of like a funeral parlor felt a little bit like death. Yeah, no bueno. Um, so rest in peace to that neighbor that we didn't really know. Um, I actually don't know a lot of my neighbors now, now that I think about it only my good friend. There's a little Italian guy that lives a couple doors down. Ooh, I love him. He's about 80. And you guys know how bad I need a granddad. Ooh, he's so sweet. He loves my daughter. He loves the new dog. He, I saw him, oh my God, I saw him in the elevator a couple days ago. And he was like, who's this? And I was like, this is Richie. He's our new dog. And he didn't miss a beat in his little cute accent. He said, oh, if you ever need someone to babysit him, that's not an Italian accent, but it was so cute. And he was like, he can stay with us. And I was like, you, sir, are gonna come stay in my house as my granddad and as my daughter's great-granddad because that's what I need you to do. And his wife's really cute too, they're cute, they're so delightful. Um, I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching And Just Like That, do you guys watch this show? So here's the thing with And Just Like That, that's the Sex in the City uh, revival, spin-off sequel, whatever but aren't the movies spinoffs i don't know whatever this let's be honest this is an abomination of a show okay this is good it's great because it's so bad i think so the thing with sex in the city for me is the nostalgia of it this show you have to remember the show that the original sex in the city that was on hbo back in the day you it's so much more if I was to call it iconic it's like not enough you have to recognize that in that era of television no one was doing and saying the things that sex in the city was doing and saying and the this like very female driven story this very sex driven story this single woman unmarried no kids no strings this this narrative didn't exist so what Darren Starr created is Oh, just a chef's kiss of a show. I was far too young to watch it um when it originally came out. but my sister and I, when we were probably in our like late teens, early 20s whatever, had like the DVD box set and we like went through the whole thing and like it is just as an adult, I appreciate the original Sex in the city right now uh like more than ever now more than ever. That being said, and just like that, the spinoff of sex in the city is, so bad it's good like it's I think all of us millennials are just watching this show because of the nostalgia and we want these characters and we want these because I watch it and I do really enjoy it but the the like technical (laughs) tv knowledge and like acting knowledge and story knowledge that I have tells me this show is not very good like, it's a little bit forced. They really lay out some of the themes a little too hard. Um, and I, I'm trying to not give away any spoilers if you haven't watched yet. I'm so late. The, the second season has been out forever in a day. And we're only just watching it now. Um, but we do really, really enjoy the show. And so we were watching it yesterday. And I'm just like, Carrie sucks. Sarah Jessica Parker's character, Carrie, sucks. And I'm sure there's been so much written about this. But she is just... The She's the exact kind of friend That like If you're in the middle Of like talking to them About something They like Immediately have to Talk about themselves Or immediately have to Like leave <laughs> Or they like <laughs> She was in There's like one scene And she's like Sitting at the bar With her friend And her friend had like I'm again I'm trying to do no spoilers but basically one of her friends has like a friend breakup and a lover breakup kind of at the same time and she's really stressed and she's like you know I didn't think I'd lose this friend it's almost worse than like the romantic breakup and friendship breakups are worse than romantic breakups we'll get into that next maybe if we have time we'll see but um she's like oh my god oh my god and doesn't carry doesn't this bitch go oh well when my podcast um producer st- said he wanted a relationship with me and i didn't want I'm like, carrie shut up your friend is double dipping into breakups right now and all you can do is start yapping about this cute single guy who wants to spend more time with you and you don't want to enough is enough carrie enough about you um so she sucks the show sucks um but it like sucks in a really beautiful fun way the fashion is really fun the way it's shot is really fun like so i'm just kind of here for it Uh, i've been watching that and then we uh we just came off of love island uk that's why we kind of are like all right we have time for and just like that right now um to to lick our emotional wounds of of letting go of the love island uk characters we are a little late on that i do know now that jess and sammy won uh fine wasn't my pick for the winners i think they're cool i think they're a good couple i can see why jess was so adored um and if you're listening to this and you don't watch love island uk sorry sorry about it get better tv choices how i'm like and just like that love island uk what's next i'm gonna be like and blippy no um i i hate blippy guys too this is this is going off the rails okay I'll just say this really quick for anybody that's listening that's a parent and a mother. um, I love you. You're amazing. Um, It's so hard to be a parent, but it's so rewarding. But my daughter watches Sesame Street and Miss Rachel the most. Miss Rachel is our girl. Uh, If Miss Rachel came knocking on the door right now and said, hi there, looking for my payment. Hi there, looking for the other half of the child support. I would say, do you want cash or a check? Because she raises my daughter. Um... But anyway, when my daughter is watching Sesame Street or um, Miss Rachel, she's talking with it, she's singing with it, she's engaging with it. Anytime she watches Blippy, her face glazes over and she stops dead and just stares forward and, and stares at the television like Blippy. I think Blippy has subliminal messages in it. Um, and I don't have a lawyer. So don't come at me with a lawsuit, Blip, Mister Blippy, driving up in the Blippy Mobile. Don't come at me because I I don't have a lawyer, uh, but. I think you're putting subliminal messages. I think there's something there's or, or it's like a dog sound. There's like a sound only babies can hear in the background of blippy because my daughter stares at it and is like, uh, and there's drool hanging out of her mouth. And if I left that on for 12 hours, I think she would uh stand there and drool for 12 hours. And so for me, that's a no. I don't mind her using screens and TV. I think it's unrealistic to think your baby is never going to use a screen without being locked up as a mormon monk okay but i draw the line at blippy it's just a no for me um so yeah i want her to like interact with the thing that she's interacting with um so yeah so i would i would say and just like that is um just as bad as blippy no i (laughs) but anyway we also watched um we watched Bowfinger. do you guys remember this movie this movie's from 1999 um Bowfinger, it's Steve Martin, Heather Graham, uh, who else, Eddie Murphy, Jamie Kennedy, like what a dream, night! it was the most 1999 movie I've ever watched, and if you haven't seen Bowfinger, go watch it right now. You're at work listening to this, leave. Quit your job, exit. Oh, you're in the car, pull over to the side of the road and watch some scenes from Bowfinger on YouTube because this is like an era of movies It's like such like a late 90s Don't give a shit Silly goose time And you can tell I'm pretty sure Steve Martin wrote it Or was a part of the writing team But it was such like a bunch of comedians Writing a movie All the characters are super Um Super straightforward, like Heather Graham's character is like a young actress who comes and it's it's all set in like Hollywood. Steve Martin is a director. He's the title character, Bowfinger, and he's like a director. And Eddie Murphy is this huge action star. And Bowfinger has never had a hit. He has like a little, you know, group of cronies, like one guy's a P.A. on other shows and like takes the camera so they can use it. He's got a couple like actors that are, you know, um, the, the like Overly intense But never working Like type of actors That are like His little buddies And um Oh my god It's so funny And then he has this one guy Who's like the accountant And he ends up writing a movie And he's like This is the movie we're gonna make And we're gonna make it with uh, Kit Ramsey And Kit Ramsey is like The famous guy And he um Is played by Eddie Murphy And it's just like he can't get the star because he's not a star director he's not a success and he just keeps telling people oh i talked to this producer he's just lying and so much of the entertainment industry is just people being like oh yeah i made this thing and it's uh you know it's called zoomies and it's a it's a real hit film oh is it it's just my puppy running in circles in the living room like it's not (laughs) So Bowfinger is this director Who is just bullshitting everybody About this movie he's making These producers he's talking to These big stars that he has Um, And it's just Oh my god And so Heather Graham is a young actress And she comes to audition And like they The funniest part in the movie One of the funniest parts Is like it's so meta To These like tropes In building a career In entertainment So one of the things Heather Graham comes And she's like Oh I'm from Ohio I want to audition And they're like It costs $25 to audition And she's like Oh do you take a check Like Like just any If anyone's listening to this That's an aspiring actor It shouldn't cost anything For an agent It doesn't cost anything for Like you have to pay For your own materials Your own headshots Your own stuff like that But it never costs Like money to audition And It's like they, They kind of are feeding Into that old like Um what was that like model search stuff it was like the it'll come to me but there's like all these places that will be like for 799 dollars, you too can become a model and you're like no that's like if they want you to be a model they're not going to take your money you only make money and then they take a percentage of the money you make like so yes you eventually pay these people but you pay them based on the, the jobs you make. Like my agents and managers don't make anything unless I make money. Like that's the literal whole model. So if I'm doing well, they're happy. You definitely, your agents definitely, when you're doing well, you get more dinners, you get more gifts, you get more, you know, everybody sends a birthday card, everybody makes sure you're cuddled and loved. And then when you're not working, it's like, oh, hey there, uh, yeah keep up the good work. We we love you, sort of. And you're like always on that, like maybe getting dropped list, no. Um, you have to find really good reps that support you. but Anyway, this movie is so funny. And then Eddie Murphy plays two characters, um, of course. So he plays like his nerdy, this nerdy guy. And they're using him as like the body double. And they can't get the star in the movie because Bowfinger is not a famous director. So they're just following Eddie Murphy around. And all these weird things are happening, but they're filming it. And then they're going to try to make a movie. Out of like these outtakes essentially And it, and they're like it's okay Like Tom Cruise didn't know he was in blah 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 movie Like it's, it's fine it's fine And so they keep So anyway the movie ends up being a hit They all end up making more movies together But it's oh my god it's just so funny And it's there's so much humor in it That is like would be so like quote not allowed today Which I hate being the kind of person who's like Oh comedy's not fun anymore Because we can't like slap bitches asses No like I think there's been a lot of good that has come out of this like more politically correct world we're living in, so to speak. And I think there there's a lot of change that still needs to happen in in my industry, especially, but I think across a lot of industries. But there is something so funny about just like a silly, lame, like goofy joke, whether it's like about actors or about women or about men or about like so the whole movie, just watch Bowfinger. Um, we had so much fun watching it. Um so, yeah, let's. Um, oh, you know what? I did kind of say for a second that I think friendship breakups are worse than romantic breakups. And I stand by that. I think that's true because I think sometimes, um, and I wasn't going to talk about this. So, forgive me if it's a little tangenty and like all over the place. You're like, this entire episode is tangenty and on all over the place. So is my brain. Okay. I'm not alive. This is a hologram. Um, no. So, I think ultimately, romantic breakups. Are, can be devastating can be really upsetting you love that person you are creating a life with them but I think when you break up with somebody like say you break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend and you could say to your friends I'm just really sad because I broke up with Timothy or I broke up with Kathy and now I'm so sad I miss her so much and your friends will rally around you and be like oh my gosh no come on blah 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 Uh, Let's go to dinner. Let's go out. I'll be your wingman. Let's go back on the town. Like a divorce. Hell yeah. Like divorce party. Like it's a little bit more. So it's not, I don't think it's like less hard. Obviously you can be sad about what you're sad about. Like live your truth. But I think ultimately when you have a friendship breakup or a friendship that fizzles out or a friendship that you grow out of, I don't think that's as widely understood and accepted. I think sometimes... We're sort of sold this idea that friendships are meant to last our lifetime And they're not Some are short Some are deep Some are shallow Some are, you know, long Some are And so I think sometimes when a longer friendship kind of fizzles out Or or for whatever reason the two people kind of decide to go both ways A lot of times it's not such a clean break Like you don't usually sit down with your best friend of 10 years And say, hi, we're no longer going to be friends I will not see you tomorrow Like you might if you're that communicative, you're probably communicative enough to figure out what the problems are in your friendship or see where it's really not serving you anymore. But I think a lot of times we're just sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll call her later or I'll talk to him another time or I'll and it's like it, it sort of fizzles out. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to him in 10 days. Oh, I haven't talked to him in a year. Oh, I haven't. Oh, they moved away or, you know, whatever it is. And so often I think that's less universally felt and dealt with so i think it's harder to get through because you can just sometimes be like wow i'm really really sad i miss that person um and i think it if you call your friend and say oh my god i miss my boyfriend i miss my girlfriend i miss my husband i miss my wife i think it's a little more like oh yeah of course you do you have children with them you lived with them you had a home with them but i don't know that we usually call like our other friends or call our spouse and say Hey, you know, I had that friend and I just like really, really miss them And so I think sometimes we don't fully process or find closure in the ending of friendships Um, Unless like something really crazy happens, right? Like, oh, my husband slept with my best friend, so she's not my best friend anymore Like that's a clear like she's not my best friend anymore, she did something, whatever But I think ultimately we're and i guess my main point here is that we're sort of sold this idea that these friendships last forever and their strength only strengthens and i think it can be a really lucky thing to have longer friendships that only strengthen and that go through the seasons and grow with you Um, but i think that's really really rare i think oftentimes people fall off and get back on our path quite seamlessly based on what they're going through in their lives and what you're going through in your lives and you could just be at very different stages and sort of ideally communicate and support each other and ebb through the changes in friendships, um, but not always. Like, sometimes you just have to kind of let that person go, and that can be really, really sad, and if you don't, I think, give yourself time to grieve the loss of that friend, um it can, it can just like kind of fester and and really, you know, it's okay to miss people and not want them back. Um, I think that's, that's an important thing to remember, um, is that people are meant to kind of come and go on and off our path. And that can make us really appreciate the longer friendships that we have. Wow, guys, that got kind of intense. That got a little deep. I had a bit of a trying week. Um, I, I dealt with a lot of rejection and disappointment this week. Um, so I do want to say I am feeling very deep. So if this episode comes off as uh, somber or less p- less punchy, less funny, um, I do apologize. Stick with me. Uh, I am, you know, kind of in in a bit of a transition right now, and I. Um, yeah, I'm changing up a lot of stuff with my career And with, you know, um, some, some of the content that I create uh, So, yeah, just bear with me I'm glad you guys are here I, Every time I tell myself Who am I? What do I do for work? As an artist, how can I show up? for my audience better how can i show up for myself better for my family better and i think ultimately every time i'm questioning myself i come across one of your emails or i come across one of your dms or you you send me a little message on TikTok or instagram and guys thank you i read every single message that i get i hear you i see you um i i think about you guys all the time and whatever you're going through whether you're a parent or not a parent or um, or you're a creative Or you're not a creative I see you and I feel you And I think the world Is a really, really hard place And I think there can be A lot of rejection And a lot of disappointment Especially in entertainment careers um, But just in life in general And and I think the best way Is to just keep showing up Keep being you And and giving to the world Who you are Because that's all That's that's what sets us apart um, and, and that's a message to myself too Is just let's keep you know moving forward spreading joy spreading kindness and just being with each other and just laughing and having a silly time um i yeah so i don't know we'll do we'll do the love and the ick really quick and then and then i think we're out of here but yeah guys thanks for being here thanks for listening share this with your friends uh share it online and and let's spread around some some conversations and really build this community um so my ick is really stringent rule followers. This one's pretty self-explanatory. I get why rules exist. I think they're important to have. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, they 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 make our society livable and what it is whatever. But there's a time and place to break them right in half. Like you know, like a just snap it like a board. Right, like a karate guy punching the board we have to snap the rule in half sometimes and for example there's a sign at the basketball courts at the park where i bring my baby child and it says no dogs and you're not supposed to have dogs in there and no one does but at like six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning when it's super early everybody's in there with their dogs and no one's crossing up their friends with a basketball we're not interrupting a uh a, a child's basketball game or or a men's beer league basketball. There's no basketball going on. It's early in the morning. And all the dogs run around on the basketball court. And that sign does say no dogs. It doesn't say no dogs until a certain time or no dogs after a certain time. It just says no dogs. And of course there's always one person that'll walk by and there's about eight to twelve dogs with their moms and dads running around having a joyous time. And there's always somebody who's like uh, actually, there's supposed to be no dogs. Yeah, we know Brenda. We actually read the sign, but it's kind of the in the unsaid that this dog scenario is okay. So, so cut it out. That's not the time to follow the rule. So learn nuance, people. Learn when is the time to take a rule and make it super important. And and uh, yeah. And, and when to kind of say, no, that one doesn't matter. Um, my dogs weren't there when this happened. So don't think I'm just whining because I want my dogs to be able to take a shit on the basketball court, okay? That's not what's going on, okay? And everybody picks it up too, so don't start. Anyway, uh, and my love, oh, I had a couple loves this week, um, but one in particular, I had this gorgeous, I sound like my mother-in-law, gorgeous. My mother-in-law is super Irish, and when she loves food, she goes, oh, it's gorgeous oh it's garden you're I'm like it's noodles what do you it doesn't even look it what no she's adorable so anyway um I had this absolutely gorgeous amazing pistachio cinnamon write it down baby because I'm going to find the recipe and if I find the recipe I'll put it in the YouTube description because I don't have the recipe yet I had this at someone else's house I still haven't found out if the person made it or if it's from a bakery and let me find out they made it, baby. And I'll take that recipe and I will stress bake the shit out of this cake. But it's a pistachio cinnamon bun cake. Pistachio cinnamon bun cake. Pistachio cinnamon bun cake. What? It was perfect, guys. It was so good pistachio cinnamon bun cake. I'm gonna find a recipe. I'll find a recipe for it, but I wanna find out if this person made it. Because if they did, hoo-hoo, baby, I don't care if it's granny's secret ingredient, write it down. I'll pay you a million. I'll have Nicolas Cage steal the Declaration of Independence to pay for the recipe for this cake. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, guys. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us this week. And I hope you have a great week. It's all a bit exaggerated. Bye. This has been Exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Timo Lynn. That's T-M-O-L-Y-N-N. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.